0: Welcome to the Rebel Teacher Podcast, and I'm here today with Mike Yates of the School Sucks Podcast, um, and this is an especially exciting episode for me, not only because I uh, love the School Sucks Podcast, um, and I can't get enough of Mike's episodes, but also because we are introducing Mike to the Rebel Teacher Network. Uh, he's going to be one of our podcasters here and we're really, really happy to have the school sucks podcast as a part of the network. Um, so Mike, uh, it'd be great if you could introduce yourself a little bit. Thanks for being on the show. Um, what is it that, uh, led you to setting up the school, the school sucks podcast and, um, what is it that, uh, rings, rings a bell for you with the rebel teacher network?
1: yeah 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 so uh first thanks for having me um on the show um and thanks for the, the extending the opportunity to be a part of the rebel teacher network um so you know you know I had talked about starting a podcast for a long time um I, and i so I work at a school where we do a lot of project based learning and I decided mm. to create this workshop uh teaching kids how to use podcasting to create influence online right. Uh, I, I have this—I um, have this thing against business professors that have never started a successful business. And uh, as the time drew closer to planning and running that workshop, I thought, "I—I I don't want to be that guy." <laughs> um, and so, you know, it, it was that pressure. And then, in the same week, I saw Mark. There's a guy named Mark Metry on LinkedIn and also everywhere else mark is the author of a book called screw being shy uh he's the host of humans 2.0 podcast um and he was like what's stopping you from starting a podcast just like on linkedin i was like "Ah, okay then the next day a guy named jordan paris who's the host of growth mindset he throws out a a a poll that was like have you thought about starting a podcast i responded yes and then he messaged me and was like mike why haven't you (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's like okay so then i started like literally that day oh, great. Um, yeah. yeah so the, i mean the hope with school sucks is just to have as many conversations um both like with guests but also um like breaking down data um jumping into videos i, I became sort of obsessed with this idea of of interviewing people that i actually can't get close to by using yeah they've said already on the internet right just using their youtube and commentary about it um because that's that's easy to do sure
0: yeah no i like that um and yeah you know i do um guest guest interviews and guest episodes um is probably what i what i do most of all um and so i particularly enjoy watching some of yours when it is just you know yourself uh going through Exploring an idea, or like you say, breaking down some data, or responding to a responding to a quote or a concept. Um, I think you bring uh, you bring a lot of energy to that, and I like the um, you know the perspectives that you bring. So that's particularly interesting for me. Uh, something I've not spent a lot of time with yet. Um, you know, doing the solo podcasts. So it's uh, something I might explore in the future, Um, but it's great to 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 have you here um, and to have you on the podcast, bringing something that definitely is in line with the you know the rebel teacher philosophy, but is also a little bit different, just given your own you know your own background. Um, It turns out I was just looking through the um, the guest list, as it were, the other day, and realized, by no intention whatsoever. The vast majority of the people that I've uh, spoken to um, have been uh, have been English, <laughs> uh, like myself. So it's great to speak to somebody who's not. Um, although there are more now, there's a bit more diversity now. But it's been a it's been a heavily uh, Anglican podcast, I noticed. Uh, so it's good to have a slightly different voice on. Um, but you, what about the <clears throat> the name School Sucks? That rang out to me very quickly. Um, I saw uh, I saw you on LinkedIn sharing going live, um, and. Uh, you know, I jumped on the, the live chat there. I just was really interested in what you were talking about. Um, but what, what, uh, why did you choose the name School Sucks?
1: For, for a couple of reasons. Um, the, the first is because I said it a lot growing up. I hated school growing up. And um, I do this thing now with students. So the school where I work, uh, there are no, there's no direct instruction. Kids learn math, science, reading, writing from adaptive learning apps. And I'll often like walk around and just to mess with students, I'll be like, dude, science sucks. Like, it's like school's all, school sucks, right? And the object, like our number one objective at our school is to have kids love school. So oh, yeah. it's yeah. mess with them and, and they're all like, we're always messing around. But it's something that that I, I, I've i just said so much. The other reason why I use the name is because there's another podcast that's called the School Sucks. It's called School Sucks uh, Conversation about higher education um but the podcast is like actually about everything that's great about school yeah and I was like come on man Um, but really I mean it's just the most like it's 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 the way to sum up the way I feel about the traditional school system and um and it's also there it's words that I hope that students never say
0: yeah, no that's great. And so your your title is more like no really school actually sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that um I think that's really interesting. So this this other podcast that exists that spends a lot of time talking about the positives. You are out here saying, you know, unfortunately, right? Not because we not because we're happy about it, but unfortunately in a lot of cases school does actually suck um and you know pointing out some of the negatives pointing out some of the problems um how does that ring with the audience and some of the conversations you have online i occasionally will be told that i'm too negative which i don't think is true and most of the people who uh you know spend time engaging with me um would also agree is not true um but i do tend to look at the negatives right i spend a lot more time talking about the negatives and what's wrong and why, why it's wrong and how we can fix things, then I do praising the positives. Um, and I think you're similar to me in that regard. So what kind of response do you get for that? Uh,
1: so, some very similar. Um, like I, I, I get a, a, you know, a lot of people that are, you know, actually like around education, mm. but not in education, uh, push back, um, sometimes parents actually. Um, right. it, my goal in life is to make parents upset because oftentimes in in school, what is best for kids makes parents really nervous and really upset okay. um, so I actually use like upset parents as a tally to see whether i 'm doing the right thing yeah, um, yeah but yeah i mean i have, I have all the i I have heard people talk about the negativity um, and so I actually recently started doing this thing where every week I started highlighting a um a school that I thought was doing really cool work oh, okay. 3 weeks in i realized like nobody's really reading these because the truth yeah, is yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: the truth is that nobody cares like you you know pe- people themselves what i found is that the comments that i got on those uh online were almost um they were almost cynical like mm. oh gr- glad that exists in portland oregon why can't my yeah. kid yeah. go there you know so I was like, I don't know how much people, people say they want to hear positivity, but when it comes to people, I I think that this content is needed, right? And it's the negativity that we both bring, I I think is actually needed to to wake people up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for as long as he's getting pushback, that's a sign that we need to be talking about it. Because if people don't see it, then, you know, somebody's got to highlight these these problems, I think. Um, and I think it's probably the fact that, um, I mean, there have always been some outspoken voices, you know, you can pick out some famous names over history, of have written books, you know, there, there have always been um, the critics of, of Mainstream education, but it's always been a fringe effort, right? It's always been some kind of uh, Solitary writer Usually somebody a little bit kind of socially unaccepted for one reason or another um, you know throwing stones from the outside and They'll sell some books, but it doesn't unfortunately have much of an impact Um, and For as long as that's the case, there needs to be more of us making those noises, I think. And if people all agreed with every post that I wrote, then that would presumably mean my job is done, right? Oh, good. Everybody is on board. We're done. Uh, But as long as people don't agree, then those are the people that I'm actually speaking to. And I, you know, sometimes I'll post something and only get Agreement and only get positive comments and only get yeah great absolutely wonderful yeah oh, completely agree with you and I think okay well this has been a waste then because I'm preaching to the choir and um, one of my goals with the the network here with the rebel teacher network is to hopefully broaden that um, that reach a little bit and the goal is to identify um on the one hand people who are on board that we can you know bring into the movement and and start collaborating with and supporting their efforts um and just trying to build that supportive network and community but also um what the the rebellion side of the the network is about really is um you know getting to those people who don't yet agree and changing right. their minds. The idea is we're growing the movement, not just by preaching to the choir, but by converting those who are not yet on board. And that takes a bit of conflict, you know, it takes a bit of combat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's especially in the, in, in well, I can only speak to what I know for sure is in the US, every, a lot of people think that this, uh, these like cries for school reform are new. Yeah, And, and it's, it's great that you said like, I mean, since, What's in the most interesting is that the machine that we're fighting against in the U.S. was created by school reformers in the 1800s. So like the, right, right. the common school. The, those were the crazy people of the day. But I, <laughs> I, the way that I put it is like, okay, so we know that since the for, since since formal education has existed, there's been voices that are like, no, this needs to change. But nothing's changed in over 100 years. Right. That's exactly right. Got, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We have to be louder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Louder, so yeah. yeah. And I wonder what you think as well. I wonder if you've heard this or if you've experienced this. Um, I tend to get a lot of um, comments and a lot of responses that suggest I'm focused on the past. Um, That what I'm saying is, you know, oh, yeah, that used to be true. But things have changed since then. Now, and I'll get, you know, I'll get references to maybe some curricula like the IB, um, which which we talked about a bit ago as well. Um, and, you know, they might point to the odd school, for example, a school like yours, you know, they might point to these things and say, look, teachers are already doing this. This is already happening. Um, you know, we already believe in critical thinking in schools. The common core already does this, already says that. Um, and what I... Find is usually the case is there's a lot of lip service. Something might yeah. be written into a curriculum, uh, but it's not happening in the classroom. Or mm-hmm. you know, teachers might be getting a particular qualification, but they're not really implementing it in any meaningful way in the classroom. We're not seeing any real change in the education that the students are receiving. Um, so I I I see that that's one of the barriers I come up against is people think I'm I'm lying or I'm holding on to a, a you know problems of the past that we've already solved i very much think these problems are still current and still present now
1: absolutely i mean a hundred percent i i get that a lot too where where somebody will quote they'll, they'll they'll cite some random school one time somebody did it with my school and didn't know that i worked there uh, like, <laughs> oh, this is there's this guy that's using ebay in austin to teach kids i was like yeah that dude is me like i know that cool. <laughs> yeah. um you know And one of the things that I do when somebody says, oh, like like somebody's already doing that in France. I go, great, great. Give me five other schools that are doing it as well. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the list is short. And uh, like uh, that effort where I was trying to highlight great schools, I I also stopped because I ran out of schools.
0: That's what I thought you were (laughs) going to say the first time you said, and three weeks in, I realized I'd already run out. Yeah.
1: Like there's just not enough. Like yeah. and so it was like that that was the shortest series I ever I ever did. Yeah, so
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, they're always um, you know, the leaders of these institutions or these these startups or whatever, they're always the same kind of person, right? So it's it's you know, there's a handful of people out there like you and me and other members of the, the network and other people that I haven't yet met, you know. Um there's a handful out there who care about this and who are passionate about this, but they all also feel the same way that I think you and I do, which is kind of banging our heads against the wall a bit. You know, I care about this, I'm passionate about it, and I'm trying to do something about it, and so are other people, but we feel like we're up against it. We feel like we're pushing up a mountain, um, and that's not how it should feel, you know? Uh, And that's, again, part of what the network is about, hopefully bringing together some people like that. um, You know, I'm really happy to now be connected with you, somebody who, you know, we can have these conversations and not feel completely like we're wasting our time. We can share ideas and, you know, together we can maybe turn ideas into something real, which is really hard to do when you're one person uh, fighting against the tradition in a, in a small area or, you know, in a, in a, some isolated obscure school that no one's heard about yet. It can be quite demotivating.
1: Yeah. I mean, very, very true. I mean, it's, you know, I, I am fortunate that I, that I, um, I work in a situation that is one, one of a kind. It, it is really unique. Um, we have an extremely generous funding source Good. that uh, puts no limits on us. Uh, we are about to open three new schools by fall. Oh, right. And it's just like, like that is encouraging. Um, you know, but it, it, I'm also fortunate that like outside of there, I have a few people that um, that. Like they will call me with crazy ideas and I'm like, right, is right. like, of course, let's do it, you know. Um, but but at the same time, like it, it is lonely. Even even inside the walls of my own school, I still can't convince anybody else. Like I've been working at the school for three years. I can't convince one other person to get on LinkedIn and talk about what's happening. Really? What? Wow. Yeah, like we have a staff now of over 35 um like and i we will have three schools next year and i cannot convince one other per- i am the only person at our school that is online like fighting this fight um, that's crazy you know it it, it, it kind of is and you know for a lot of the for a lot of people that i work with and this is um th- this actually makes sense to me a lot of them they say to me like no this is what i always wanted to do i wanted to work in an environment like this and i'm like oh that you know that makes sense like Mm, yeah it, it's what i've always wanted as well but i also want yeah. every other world to, like i want everybody exactly else exactly
0: right yeah yeah
1: so you know i can't i can't criticize them or knock them for that but uh it is it is sometimes it does feel lonely
0: yeah yeah and uh, you know something you just said was i think really important you said about people will get in touch with you and ask you know oh, i've got this idea is this possible that question i think is the key question um perhaps the the i think that's requires some thinking i think spend some time and I, I will, over the next uh, few days, perhaps spend some time on thinking about that question because I think a lot of teachers, there are teachers out there who would agree with what we're talking about here and you know agree with a lot of the, the content that, that's going out on the, the Rebel Teacher Network and the, the podcast that you're running and some of the conversations you're having with guests. You know, there'll be teachers out there who agree with the ideas but feel like it's impossible when it comes to trying to implement it in their school. And that right. question of is this possible? Um, you know, it, it feels like the answer is always no because the institution or the curriculum or the system can feel so oppressive. Um, and I think we just need to get more teachers thinking about that question of what's possible and realizing um, that a lot more is possible than than it often seems. You know, and and starting with something small can turn into something big. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in in the
1: in the U.S., it is. And I'm sure this is this way in other places, but the the financial investment and the money that is tied into keeping this the, the school system the same mm-hmm. is it is nauseating and sickening and it scares a lot of people away. And so yeah, I right. think it's like the most important thing that, that we can do on the Rebel Teacher Network is is to like is like relentlessly proliferate this message so that people know that it's possible because i I was telling a friend of mine um my friend tim uh who's ceo of guide we were just talking about um and uh tim tim and i were like look one of these days one of us crazy educators is going to get funding from some very generous person right right and it's going to be i mean then we're going to see major change.
0: Like, yeah.
1: uh, one one of us is going to figure this out financially because that's yeah, the big.
0: Yeah. The, that I'm is, right. you're right. You're so right about that. Yeah, I think the the other thing as well. Um, you know, this isn't true for everybody, but it's it's true for most of the people that I've been speaking with in the last few months while we've been setting up the the network. Um, and it certainly seems to be true for you. Um, you know, we are we're teachers. We're educators. We are. In it for essentially for the students right now you know some of the educators on the rebel teacher network are working in primary schools right the way through to some who are working in colleges and others who are working in you know um, adult education in various ways so we've got a wide range of what we mean when we talk about students but ultimately it's the students that we care about I do right. most of my work with teachers. So my students are teachers, but I work with them for the sake of their students, right? It's all about getting a, a, a better level of education out there for the students to benefit from. Um, but for that reason, because that's what we care about and because that's who we are and what our backgrounds are, you know, none of us are really in the business of empire building, right? We're not kind of, we're not corporate minded in the way um, that, you know other 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 industries would have us be um now I think that's essentially the soul of what the rebel teacher network is we're educators at heart um and we're we're trying to develop education um but it also means that most of the people that I've worked with and been speaking with recently um we're not in it for our, you know for our personal name to get big right. So as you just said, you know, one of us will work this out, right? One of us will attract that funding or get that project started. But the great thing about the the network, and what I hope it remains, is you know, none of us as individuals, you know, I think I can speak for everybody else on the network when I say um, that doesn't need to be me, right? If if it's somebody else, I'm just as happy. And the the more people that we can connect with and the more we can get this voice, um, you know, or, or the more voices we can get that are, that are talking in this way, um, you know, the more chance there is that one of those people will be the person to, to, right. to make it happen, to make it work. And if that's not me, but I, I can help it be somebody else, then I'm just as happy. It's got to happen somewhere. Right.
1: Is that You know, the, the, uh, probably the greatest thing that I've, I've, I've ever learned about um, building a school has come recently. Um, I have this relationship with the director of, uh, of of our school, Alpha, where I literally just decided like, whatever I wanna know, I'm just gonna ask him. Um, like anything from like, dude, who are you really? Like, where did you come yeah, from? Right, right. Where is our funding? Who, like mm-hmm. who, you know, everything. And recently we were having this conversation. He said the most interesting thing to me he said look like the, the the most important part about our school is that we have zero ego uh when we do this. He was like, "There's never a need for us to come out and say, "Look at our model because it's so much better than everything else and And he was like, "If you think about it, nothing that we do is proprietary on purpose, mm-hmm. right because we hope somebody's like, "Oh, there's this little right. school, like let's do the same thing, yeah, and Yeah. he was like, "You should keep posting about it <laughs> like right, yeah, yeah." We hope somebody catches. Up. We had a, a superintendent from this, uh, from a school district in North Dakota, um, who actually was an assistant speech coach of mine when I was in high school. Okay. Um. Yeah, and that, that's how he found us. And he's like, "Look, like, tell me about your model, because I want to bring it to all of the public schools in this district." And this
0: is the superintendent, yeah. so the wow, guy yeah. was- He really can do it, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like it, it that was the first time that that I, since my time there that somebody reached out and was like yo I'm interested in doing what you're doing but it's the guy right. who can actually push them. and so yeah. yeah I think it's like the, the most important thing that that I think we can do is like is not hold our ideas so tight it's mm-hmm. to free them away because yeah. it's about students it
0: yeah that's so important and again I'm really glad you said that because I think that's something else that will resonate with a lot of the, a lot of the people watching this and a lot of the the, the network members certainly for me that everything you've just described is really my describes my journey to setting up my own institution um here in in indonesia doing what i do i now do uh you know i've set up my own institution to do it because for the last decade i found myself working at different schools and different institutions where i just could not gel with the owners with the management um and you talked about funding you're asking your your principal or, or, or the, you know, the leader of your school about the funding. That's a question I've asked so many times and I've been working with other institutions. I've said, what kind of budget do we have? What's the, I wanna see the books, not because I, you know, not because I wanna get my hands on the money, not because I'm being nosy, but I wanna know what can we do, right? What are, what's the potential that we have here? And in order to know that, I wanna have a sense of how the institution's running. And I've always found, that those two things have been kept completely separate. There's one set of people in charge of the, the the money, the corporation, the contracts, and you know everything that makes up the business. And then there's another set of people in charge of the education, and right. keeping them separate, uh, you know, has been a problem because you you're blind on the education side. You're blind. You don't know what your limits and your possibilities are. And also, you know, because of the the commercial sort of capitalist model that it's all built in, unfortunately also means that the business side is usually the side that's in charge. And so at some right. point, you know, the education side, I kind of think, well, we're a school, we're supposed to be about education, but actually at the back end it's about the business, right? Um, and so I've just time and time again, I find myself working in an, in an institution where at some point I've come up against that business model. Um, I've not known what's going on behind the scenes, but whatever's going on behind the scenes secretly is in charge of me um, and is limiting me. And it's ultimately why I set up my own institution was so that I could just know everything about what's going on and I could make those decisions and I would know what possibilities and what limits I have. And it's been hard. Um, you know, it's harder doing it by yourself and it's harder when that funding isn't coming from somewhere else, somewhere secret, but somewhere. <laughs> um, so it's been harder, but it's also been a lot easier in terms of there's no conflict anymore. You know, I'm, I know that I'm doing things for the right reason. I know that I can divert and direct the funds where they should be um, and, uh, and, and be asking the right questions on the business side as well as the education side. And so the fact that you're in a school that allows you to think that way, I think is really valuable, but I also think that what we've said here will probably resonate with a lot of other people who kind of have a sense that something's up with the way a lot of schools are running themselves um, and Mm -hmm. what their priorities behind the, behind the scenes, what their priorities seem to be.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, So I wonder if uh, as we finish off, um, can you maybe talk a little bit about some of the guests you've had on the podcast? because I've seen, I've watched a lot of your, um, I don't think I've seen all of them yet, but I've watched a lot of your episodes and you've had some really interesting conversations, um, some guests that have been, you know, quite unique, quite interesting. So can you tell us maybe some of your favorite guests or some of the, the, the nuggets of wisdom that you've, that you've got out of some of the, uh, the guests you've had on?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, w- my first guest on the show ever was um, a guy named John Marty. Um, John is, uh, he's a LinkedIn top voice. He's one of the top 20 YouTube accounts to follow for job seekers um John is absolutely phenomenal and uh he and I connected through a, a mutual friend on LinkedIn and have been just for the last year um you know really for, you know about, about two years ago when I got into this journey I reached out to him and was like hey man like what's the top five things I need to know and without like hesitation he like gave me those top five things within the next week, like we got on a phone call and we talked about school for an hour and like right. homeschooling, you know? And so, uh, on the, uh, on the, the episode that we, we talked about, we talked about the college system, um, and, and how there is very little correlation between the, like the actual work that you're doing in college mm-hmm. and okay. the job that it says it's preparing you for. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I you have to like to, to make the most out of college, this is sort of like what we came out with. You ha- you yourself have to be creative about what you take. Like, for example, you know, when I was in college, I actually knew I wanted to work in education. I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher, but I knew I wanted to work in education. Okay. So I majored in applied sociology okay. and education uh, studies because I knew two things. I knew that teachers are performers. we, mm-hmm. we, we we are communicative. So we, we need a communication background. I was also on the speech team. So I had to be, um, right. <laughs> but, um, And but then sociology prepared me in this very unique way because I wanted to be able to, a lot of people think sociology is just uh, like, like sitting in a coffee shop for eight hours. And it is that <laughs> actually yeah, did. It's the best part co- of it. <laughs> like I wrote this ethnography, you know, comparing Starbucks to, like like smaller coffee shops and right yeah yeah right about third place and all that um but uh the the data was what was most interesting to me is that you can use people as data and figure out how to make the best decisions on behalf of people by Mm -hmm. what they they do um and so I became really obsessed with that and and now that I work in a school that that is that like it is it Mm -hmm. is literally quantitative data and combining it with qualitative data um yeah, so that right. school experience it is it, like it was the best co- but i ha- i that, i lucked out with that nobody yeah. told me <laughs> nobody was like mike here's the i lucked out um another interesting yeah. guest I had is um uh tim's allow obviously like tim's sure. good friend of mine he's the uh he's co-founder ceo of guide um and also he just launched a uh a line of tea, a line yeah, of loose. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, big black yeah. tea. Tim is an entrepreneur. There's a, there's a
0: man who uh, takes takes an idea or an interest that he has and finds a way to share it with the world, right? I mean, <laughs> the fact that he likes tea, and then the next thing you know is he's got, a, he's got a tea brand, and it looks great. No, I saw that, yeah.
1: Yeah, it looks super cool, and he's probably <laughs> going to crush it. Um, but uh, well, actually, interestingly enough, Tim and I, one of the things that we talked about was the... Was, was college again um uh-huh. but it was the underlying premise of like why college exists at all which mm-hmm. is like the conveyor belt and you're like promised yep. a job and that's
0: yep. like that's
1: like bad it's like it's a bad value prop because it's absolutely like, right yeah yeah it's so disconnected and so um there, I, i'm looking forward to having a couple guests uh, two in particular one who uh, i'm I've got to schedule the official time but he's already agreed. Uh, Jordan Paris from Growth Mindset University. Oh cool wow. yeah. Beyond um, and I am about to uh, I'm sure she's going to be down but Lindsay Lindsay Todd who is. Oh yeah
0: CEO. yeah I, I see her. Yeah. Lindsay's
1: phenomenal. She's, uh, she's doing a lot. She actually is a part of the one of the people behind uh, Tim's line of tea. So yeah.
0: oh is she really? Cuz I I first saw I first met her you know met her I say digitally uh through Tim's guide app. Um so that's where I first came across her. Uh, I didn't know she was involved in the tea as well. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Lindsay and I have a lot of mutual friends from okay. like different places um in our lives. Like it's it's cool. So okay. I'm to have Ron so she oh, cool. Yeah, her and Zach, her husband, they'll 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 both be on. So
0: Great. Oh, that's really good. Well, I look forward to those episodes and um, people should check out the ones you mentioned and the rest of them as well. Um, And now they can do that as a part of the rebel teacher Network. So I'm really excited. I'm really grateful that we have you on board, Mike. Uh, It's been great speaking with you. And um, I look forward to the projects that we can work on together in the future. Yeah, same here. Super excited.